Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. Three, two, one, we're live. Everybody. Welcome to Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio with Rosita and Robert. It is June 12, 2016, and I'm sitting here at the helm with my brother in the martial arts and esteemed co-host, Sifu Robert Deal. Sifu Bob, how you doing today, man? Hey, you know, I was just thinking, uh, last night you commented on a photo that all of us took at this Chinese restaurant after Ewer Chin Day at the uh, Martial Arts System Museum. How we were all wearing jackets in California in June. Yes. It's been <laughs> cold the last couple of days. Okay, it was raining about? yesterday. It was it was L.A. raining yesterday, not Seattle raining. It was like well, misty all day long. See, you know, I hate that kind of rain. I hate misty rain. I, I hate it. I can't stand it. Now, how cold is cold? What was it, 65 degrees or something? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> 65 degrees is like shirt sleeve weather up here, man. <laughs> it's like, woo, it's 65 degrees. Let's, let's wear our polo shirts and stuff like that. But anyway. So it's, but it's, it's weird that well, it's weird that summer's ten days away, mm-hmm. and, and it, we have we had a couple nights of cold. Now it'll it'll get a hot. I've picked a couple people up from Phoenix. They said it's already one fifteen. Oh, oh my gosh! Yeah, it's it's uh, it's the weather's been weird. I mean, it's like like right now today we we're having weather that's more along the lines of Seattle June. So it's like you know, mid seventies and stuff like that with a little bit of cloud cover. So it's like hazy sunshine. That's normal. Uh, Summer for us doesn't come until like July, that kind of thing. And then it sticks around until like October. (laughs) Right. It's it's weird. It's like Alaska. My my daughter's out trying to find a job. Right. Okay. And she's having real problems. She may not find one because she's in top between a rock and a hard place. One, she has no experience because she's never worked before. Mm-hmm. So they want someone with experience, but nobody will hire her to give her that experience. Exactly. Uh, Target wanted her for graveyard. Well, she doesn't really want graveyard. And we're like, well, maybe you'll like it, maybe you won't, because they pay you like a couple extra bucks an hour to work a graveyard shift. Mm-hmm. But then, because she's going to college in a couple months, Target's having a hard time. Oh, we don't, oh, we don't right. know if we want to hire hire somebody for just that short a period of time, even right. though it's for a good cause, because mm-hmm. there is no real target near UCLA, so wow. it's, it's not okay. like she could transfer, right. you know, without being like miles away from the target. Right. So she's uh, she may not find one. She she uh, went for a job at Jamba Juice and 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 uh they haven't heard yet and oh, it's it's a nightmare remember when when you're young and you had those same problems you're not experienced but no one would hire you right right to get the experience yeah. right yeah it's it made no sense i mean you know when i was a kid everyone worked at a, a local 
uh, grocery store up here. And that's um, what she wants. She she wants she applied to Ralph's. She wants Ralph's. Mm-hmm. Or or a fast food place. She I mean right. she won't work fast food, but we, when we were kids, you it was either grocery or fast food. Yeah, grocery, fast food. Those were the places that that were very flexible with their scheduling. Uh, right. You know, when I was working for Shakey's, about eighty percent of my staff were high school kids or kids that or kids that just got out of high school and needs needed something to get them through college and stuff. And, you know, it was great because it was like, Oh, you know, three hours. Okay. You can go. It worked for everyone. Everyone worked hard. Everyone got the hours they wanted. I kept my labor costs down. (laughs) I got my bonus. I was great with that. (laughs) So anyway, um, I just want now, to remind the, the, our. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna. I was just gonna well, remind. I feel the, sorry uh, for the international students. We gotta stop. <laughs> sorry, I thought you. I thought you said, "Oh, that's okay," and I was gonna get started. Okay, you. Yeah, first. I, I thought you said the same thing. <laughs> you first. You first. You okay, first. I feel sorry for the for the. How do I say this politically correct? Uh, for the people who come here from other countries, unless they have a job. Because I drive a lot for a a, a film student that, or a film student uh, school that contrasts international students. Uh-huh. So what happens is, in because they're dealing with film, they're studying directing, screenwriting, everything, right? Right. So they get a work visa, but when they graduate, so they got a student visa when they graduate to get this work visa. But mm-hmm. they can't work in anything but the but their field of study, right? Mm-hmm. So right. if they can't get a job in film, TV, something, they're out. They can't even work at McDonald's to make money. And oh, you wow. know how hard it is to get into the field industry or to get into the film industry. Yeah. Oh my god. Wow. It, it's horrendous. Yeah. Those guys, yeah. I feel sorry for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and I feel sorry for them too. Because, you know, I mean, for the most part, you know, some some people that come from other countries already, you know, might already have that kind of experience. Um, you know, and and for them not to, yeah, it it would just be, it would just be hard. I feel sorry for them. Anyhow. Yes. Uh, I just want to remind our listeners out there of our phone number. Our phone number is 347-677-0699. Please stay tuned because a little bit later on at about 6.30 or a little bit thereafter, uh, Bob and I and uh, Hanshi Dan Heck, the CEO of the Masters Hall of Fame, will do a, a recap of the Masters Hall of Fame event in San Antonio, Texas. It was held uh, last, was it last Saturday? I said it, I don't know how many weeks ago it was. You were there. Um, I mean, I was there, but I don't even know. I don't even know what today is. It's the twelfth. Okay, so it was held on June fourth, and uh, we're going to also be talking with Hanchi Dan about the upcoming second event of the Masters Hall of Fame Awards in Columbus, Ohio. He'll also tell us, tell our listeners a little bit about the organization itself, and we welcome any of the ambassadors to the Masters Hall of Fame and any past or present inductees to the Masters Hall of Fame to call in and uh, give us your 
your experience with the Masters Hall of Fame, especially if you're a recent inductee, uh, because uh, we kind of want to we kind of want to know what you thought of the uh, ceremonies and stuff like that. Anyway, our phone number again is three four seven six seven seven zero six nine nine. All right. Okay, get... I got a couple things real quick. I got a couple. Me too, things. but go ahead. Last week, when Last they week. were handing out, and it was so, actually sort of funny. We, we I was at the Masters. And this this waitress came over with this beautiful bacon wrapped shrimp with a jalapeno oh, on it. I had like yes. seven of them. Oh, <laughs> yes. oh it was, I had it was incredible, I right? Thought, I had four, and I thought, oh, I I need to stop right about now. <laughs> well, I I said that too, but I didn't listen. <laughs> so I'm like, oh yeah, Dana Hicks comes in, uh-huh. and. She offers one to Dana Hicks. Now, I heard this, and I knew Dana's a vegan. Uh-huh. And I said, Dana, it's got bacon on it. And then she said, oh, no thanks. I uh-huh. looked at the waitress, and I said, you cannot be a vegan and and, be, and even visit Texas. And she yeah. goes, no, oh, no. <laughs> that is the barbecue capital of the world. That's right. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah, you oh, have to my... like guns and food and meat. You got to be right. a meat eater. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, a couple oh, things. Uh, uh, I want to send a heartfelt uh, sorrow uh, to the uh, uh, people in Orlando, Florida, about that yeah. uh, ma- the largest uh, mass. Mass murder shooting. in the history of the United States, 50 dead, 50 dead, 53 injured. Yes. Uh, you know, that's what I was going to go into also. It, uh, I was talking uh, with a friend of mine on Facebook about it because there, there's, there was this one article that I actually posted up on Facebook that just, it actually made me cry with rage at, 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 at the type of crap that these hate mongering people were saying, I mean, uh, all over Twitter, you know, people saying stuff like, you know, well, being gay is a sin and that's why God made, made that happen. And some guy said something like, uh, you know, it was, you know, something like high five to the guy that got rid of those perverts or something like that. But anyway, there was a lot of people, there was a lot of people, um, you know, on on social media that that were pretty much, you know, condoning this act of violence, condoning. I mean, it was just despicable. This is what this guy said. I'm going to call his ass out right now. Jonathan Howell, <laughs> Twitter handle J Howell one two one four. He said, "Florida gay Florida gay club pulse attack." I'm so happy someone decided to start shooting perverts instead of innocent people. You know, <laughs> I, I was I was shocked at that. Um, and then I started reading a little more in it, and I re- I actually started to cry. I was sitting in my car, and I was just you know that kind of crying where you're just so frustrated. And, and, and mad that you don't know what to do and you're trying everything you can not to like bite someone's head off. Um, I'm a man, but no, I don't. 
<laughs> oh, okay, that's right. Men don't cry. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, that's right. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, and here's this guy at W-O-N-T-A-G-E at Wantage. 50 gay people died in a nightclub. That's what you call an effective shooting. Good shit, gays don't, oh, good shit. Gays don't deserve to live. Wow. On Twitter says the only good thing about the Orlando shooting is that it was a gay club. So less gays in the world today. And Chasad Amos, I wake up to some dude shooting up a gay nightclub. Isn't that weird? Homosexuality is condemned by God. So that's why he let that happen. What? Okay. This one is what made me cry. God opened his armory to deal with proud fag mass shooting in Orlando gay nightclub. I'm like, really? And this one by, Do- by Dalla Islamia. Huh. Okay, whatever. I, as an individual, would like to congratulate and give a thumbs up to the brother who killed filthy gays at the Orlando shooting. I, I'm not even going to go on because, you know, this vitriol just... Oh. But instead of me hating on these people, I... I would like to join Bob in giving, you know, our heartfelt condolences to all the families and friends and anyone affected by this tragedy. Tragedy. It's just it's 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 a despicable crime. It's it's heartless. It's hateful. But right now, it's time to be there for the families um, and for those of uh, those of the people that uh, were affected. So our heartfelt condolences, and I am not going to get on Facebook and start seething on people. <laughs> no, and, and, you know, something bad could have happened in California. They, they caught a guy. I don't know why they pulled him over or anything else, but they caught this guy with assault rifles that was heading to West Hollywood. What? For the Pride Festival. Are yeah, you but serious? they caught him. Yeah, oh. it was on TMZ, it was on the news. Yeah. How did they how did people like find out that there was this dude with an assault rifle? The the cops pulled him over for some reason. Oh, so it was it was a lucky pullover in a way. But it was very lucky. It could have ended wow. like Florida. See, you know, oh my god. You know, this the I I no words. I have no words. You know, hate and, crime, uh, just no words. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Uh, and But I also want to send out a very heartfelt condolence to my best friend, Greg Woldridge, that lost his father yes. yesterday. Yes. Uh, it was a very sad thing. I was very lucky to have met him and actually break bread with him and, and have a couple drinks with him over the years. And I haven't seen him since 07 because he lives in Chicago. But I just mm-hmm. want to put a heartfelt condolence to to Greg and his family and his daughter Chelsea and his brother David and his cousins I've met hung out with and had, had barbecue with and beers with. I my heartfelt condolences to all you guys. Yes. Yes. Heartfelt condolences from me too. It's just so so sad. You know, two thousand sixteen so far has sucked. Yeah, you know, I I'm sorry, right. but it, you know, it has, you know, just too many people, you know, taken and it's just um uh, anyway um, i'm hoping this year yeah, on a funny note, yesterday yeah, on i a told note. you i was going to do a news i was going to do a new segment right yeah remember that 
Okay. Now, there were reasons I wasn't going to tell you, and you will find out very shortly what they are. Okay. All right. <laughs> Jeb Foxworthy does a bit called You May Be a Redneck. If. <laughs> right? You, right? Have you ever seen that? Have you ever heard of yes, Okay. I now, have. I have one here that, now remember, if it fails, it was your idea. <laughs> if, they, if they like it, <laughs> if, they, they, if like they like it, it, it was sold me. That's right, because I wrote it. Now, it's a one time <laughs> thing, only a one time thing. It's not like a new segment forever. It's a one time thing. And it's called, gets his title, You Might Be from Seattle If. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs> Number one. Number one. If you're a martial artist and you think that Tagaboda was named after Kubota Gardens, you may be from Seattle. <laughs> if you jump into the Puget Sound on New Year's Day with a Viking helmet on your head, you may be from Seattle. <laughs> if your car sees more water than it does sun, you may be from Seattle. If you think the gum wall was something you thought was started by kids sticking their gum underneath their school desks, you may be from Seattle. Stupid. If you, no one from Seattle thinks that. Well, but, but if you think that you're from Seattle, shut up. <laughs> if, now, this one is my, the next one is my personal favorite. Well, actually, the last one is, but this one is my personal favorite. Number five, if you thought the Smith Tower was a sleazy motel where all the guests were named Smith, you may be from Seattle. Okay, where did you get Nothing? this? <laughs> where did you get this? Anyone that lives in Seattle knows that all of that is bullshit. <laughs> I know, but it's funny. <laughs> If if you think Blake Island State Park was named after Robert Blake, you may be from Seattle. That's a good one. That's a good one. Now this one is my absolute personal favorite. If you buy yourself an early birthday gift that your best friend was going to buy for you and give it to you on your birthday, you may be from Seattle. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> I just gave away who that Seattleite was, didn't I? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. I wrote you know, those I'm, all last night. You know, I'm really surprised that anyone outside of Seattle actually knows what Kubota Gardens is. You know what I mean? Oh, I, did, I, I looked stuff up. I was oh, on TripAdvisor last Oh, you were on TripAdvisor. Okay. So, but. Come on, my favorite was the Smith Tower, though. I like the Smith thing because, you know, for, you know, because right now it is kind of like a, an apartment complex and God knows who lives there. I don't know. But <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> but, um, but for all of the, the, people out there that do want to know what Kubota Gardens is all about. I'm going to go ahead and plug Kubota Gardens because it's absolutely beautiful. 
it's like waterfalls and ponds and, you know, Japanese garden type of stuff. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, right in the middle of the Rainier Valley. Um, and it was actually founded by a Japanese immigrant, a Mr. I forgot his first name. I forgot, completely forgot. I had to know this when I was in high school. Um, Mr. Kubota. And he was an immigrant. Oh, good guess. Yeah, Mr. Kub- uh, <laughs> I'm looking it up right now. Fujitaro, there we go. I remember now. You know, we had to, we had to learn this in Washington State history. Fujitaro Kubota. He uh, came into Seattle in the early 1900s, like 1905 or something like that. And he actually had a gardening company. Um, and uh, he was entirely self-taught. And he started Kubota Gardens as, as, as part of his self-taught gardening experience, practice, that kind of thing. And now it's, uh, it's, it's absolutely beautiful. You guys need to go visit it next time you come into Seattle. So if anyone comes into Seattle, hit me up. I'll take you there. As well as the Space Natal and Pike Place Market and all that other touristy stuff. But anyway, okay, let's move on. Um, you already you already mentioned what I wanted to. Condolences to the families of the Orlando massacre. Uh, so let's move on. Who do we have for birthdays on your end there, Steve Bob? Sorry, but I have no notes. <laughs> oh, well, I will say them for you then. <laughs> but, let me... No, no, no. I have those notes. I don't have any notes that were put together by the host and sent to me. You know. Yeah, that's the yeah. That, that's that's my. Bad. No, all day, come on. All day, I all day, I just yeah, I slacked off and I didn't do any notes for Bob. Boo. Uh, <laughs> so, on uh, today we have. Raquel Sanchez Madrid. She is the mother of uh, Stephanie Gerard, one of our past guests on the show. Uh, also today, and I'm glad my wife's listening to this so that she couldn't call her maid of honor, uh, Lisa Cameron. Her birthday is also today, honey. Uh, I, I just got ignored, by the way. Oh, She's no. good at that. I, just, I totally oh, got ignored. Uh, oh, 615. No. Steve Cooper, the manager of the of the Karate International Tur- Karate Tournament, six uh, sixteen. Ron Sarchin, a past guest on the show, and an avid Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio listener, Deborah Evans. Her birthday is on the sixteenth, and Ma- Grandmaster uh, Shokusuki. His birthday is on the seventeenth. Very cool, and uh, other birthdays on my end that are. Uh, happening this week. Um, I don't have any dates. I'm just going to go ahead and just say them all. This week, uh, Professor Terry Faircloth, Sensei Tom Bowling, an esteemed kendo instructor here in Seattle. Grandmaster Roland Dantes, rest in peace. He uh, passed on about six or seven years ago, if I remember correctly. Uh, A fellow Kajikembo Seattle sister, Gina Kurtz, Sensei Gary Faso of uh, Seattle Butokukan Karate. And rest in peace, Guru Lindsay Largusa. I spelled that wrong on the post there. I don't know why I did that. We want to wish everyone having a birthday this week a very happy birthday. And um, for the people that we mentioned who have gone on before us, 
uh, just a short moment of silence. All right. And here's a tune for everyone else that can appreciate the music. Here you go. happy birthday to you. And may all your dreams come true. Happy, happy birthday. on my end that I know of. Uh, what about you, Bob? Well, I don't know if I can look this up in time, but four weeks from yesterday is going to be Dragon Fest, the martial arts, the West Coast Martial Ooh. Arts Convention. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I'm sort of looking it up right now, museumdragonfest.com. That way we can get some more information, and hopefully my Wi-Fi is working and going to kick this thing into gear. There we go. Uh, let's see. Location. Let me click on location. It's going to be at the Airtel Plaza Convention Center, 7277 Val Avenue, Van Nuys, California, 91406. Their phone number is 818-997-7676. Before, what day is it? Oh, we've got three days for early early sales where tickets will be $20 online, $5 for kids 15 under. After June 15th, it's going to be $25 for adults and $5 for kids. Well, the kids' price don't go up at all. But they will not be available online after after the 15th of June. You, you're going wow. to have to get them at the door. Hmm. And, you know, yeah. to this day, Michael, you remember the, the thing you bought for, like, what was it, 25 50 bucks? Uh, one of those uh, oh, the, uh, guard... Uh, Guardrail posts or something or whatever. Yeah. The line. Yeah, those things that hold up uh, those barrier, line barrier things. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yes. Yeah. Well, he, for every event Michael has, ours is out front. Oh, very cool. Yay. Because ours <laughs> is, ours is, ours is, I mean, every one of them came out great. Ours is the coolest. Yeah. Not because it it's is. for the show, but it's yeah. the only one in color. Yeah, the only one in color, and I, I absolutely love it. I cannot wait I to see too. it again. <laughs> cannot wait to see it again. 
Well, I guess we might. I mean, you know how we normally, you know, go find Michael and say, hey, what can we haul over for you? You know? <laughs> yeah, but this year he doesn't have to do that. Why He's going to be a regular vendor. It's going to be the pipe and draping is going to be provided, the tables, everything else. I think all he's got to do is bring over the speakers. This really? Time. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Now, Very there cool. has been a change, and it involves us. Kathy Long is no longer having her own booth because they did overbook a little bit. She is going to be with us at Very our cool. table, and that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. Um, so for anyone out there that's going to come come to Dragon Fest, if you want to talk to the Queen of Mean, the Princess of Pain herself, Kathy Long, come to the Dynamic Dojo Talk radio booth because she's also a periodic guest co-host for our show. So we're hoping to get some interviews with people uh, and even guests that come that are coming in, even if you're not a celebrity or a well-known martial artist or whatever, if you're just there because you love martial arts, martial arts memorabilia and stuff like that, we want to get an interview from you because we want to know how you guys like Dragon Fest. So come by the booth, talk to Kathy Long yourself, come say hi to me and Bob. Awesome. Yay. Let's see, do I have any other events going on? No, I don't. No, I don't. All right. So I guess with that said i guess we're at health news already huh i can't find my health news yes thing. we are you're, you're do you know what about that you can you're, you're you were stalling i was I stalling. Tell. yes yeah i was here we go all right so what i want to know is if the the five second rule for food is <laughs> is actually a real <laughs> so um oh I just lost it what I that's what I get for hitting every X on my <laughs> I'm just not I'm not having a very good day right now you guys <laughs> ah okay let's see where is shoot I just lost it okay hold on you guys. <laughs> Now I gotta like look it up. Yeah, talk amongst yourselves. Talk amongst <laughs> yourselves, you guys. I'm so out of. Uh, gee whiz. Hold on. I just had it. I had I had CNN brought up and everything. Uh, anyway, we might have to. We might have to start with. Uh, oh no! Wait, no, I found it. <clears throat> Got it. I okay. Found it. Good. I've always wanted to know about the five second rule about food dropping on the floor. Uh, I don't know about you, but I called it the three-second rule. What about you? No, we always call it the five-second rule, and it really has to do with kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, and bacon. And, and what? And bacon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's bacon. I'm picking it up. I, I don't know about yes. you. I'm picking it up. Okay. Now, well, you know, Second rule might not seem like the most, you know, important thing to think about, especially for like food scientists, you know, to figure out if it's true or not. You know, I think it's still worth investigating myths like this because it it kind of, if you think about it, Bob, it kind of shapes stereotypes and the beliefs about, you know, what foods to eat for what and so on and so forth. So the uh, 
The question is, is the five or three second on the floor rule, is five seconds or three seconds the critical threshold that separates an edible piece of food from a case of salmonella? <laughs> well, I, you know, according to this article, it's a little more complicated than that. It depends on just how much yucky bacteria can make it from the floor to that food in that few seconds. Oh, hold on a sec. Crap. Are you serious? Hey, Bob, I left my lights what? on in my car. I left my lights on in my car. I'm going to have to go turn them off. Can you do a favor and go to um, go to Weird News and stuff like that? i got to go out and check to see if my car's still running. <laughs> I, 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 I can. I can do that. Okay. Thank you. I'll be right back. Okay, so I've got weird news. Now, this is the problem with live radio. And usually all our technical difficulties, I blame on Rizita. And I can do that now since she's off the air. So anyway, I don't know what happened with this. So I guess they do this every year. This is from, uh, from San Francisco, June 11th. It isn't clear what was on the menu, but an anonymous bidder paid $3,456,789 to have lunch with Berkshire Hathaway CEO Warren Buffett as part of a charity auction on eBay. Bidding on Buffett's annual Power Lunch charity auction closed Friday after a week of escalating offers. Bids required to pre-qualify with a pledge of $25,000. The beneficiary is Glide, an organization that is homeless people in the San Francisco Bay Area. Buffett pledged he will dine with the winner and up to seven guests at Smith and Wolanski's Steakhouse in New York City on a mutually agreed upon date. The sequential amount of the winning bid ties the record for Warren, for Buffett's Power Lunch auction set in 2012, Los Angeles Times reports. I am proud to be part of something that has directly benefited so many people in need. Buffett said ahead of the auction. Glide is a bridge for thousands of people on the brink of despair, helping them achieve dignity and opportunity by providing them with basic services. Buffett told the Times that topics at past lunches would typically, would typically run for a few hours have varied. The only topic off-limits is what the Oracle of Omaha might invest in next. So they don't want him to make you any money. And that's the deal with that. And I almost thought Rusty was coming back on because I saw her, or I heard her in the background. Paper was rustling, and I thought she was walking through. I'm here. I'm back. I'm finally back. You are back. You are back. (laughs) I am back. My car is running, so it's good. (laughs) <laughs> that is good. Now, yes. I finished weird news. I was moving on to uh, entertainment news, which okay. I was sort of glad of. You know, you, you remember the the front man for Subway, Jared Fogle, the sick bastard that was in the kitty porn? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it says Jared Fogle's ass will remain locked up in prison for the full sentence. See, they were trying to get reduced sentences, saying it was just fantasy, he really didn't do anything, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Well, 
that didn't work. Now that his appeal to get it shortened was shot down, Fogel had had filed an appeal claiming his 188-month sentence was too harsh because he says he didn't widely distribute child porn. Hmm. Instead, he says he only showed one child porn video to one person he was dating while they were in a hotel room. But the U.S. Court of Appeals didn't buy that argument and said a single viewing warrants a punishment. Additionally, Fogel claims he was unfairly punished for his fantasies and thought and opposed to actual misdeeds. The judges disagreed again and said the court got it right when they considered his obsession with child pornography and having sex with minors. See you next decade, Fogel, but hopefully not. (laughs) Good for that. (laughs) Try his ass. Man, you know, there's there's nothing that that makes me save more than child molesters. Than people like that, absolutely. You know, I absolutely. mean, or, or people, it doesn't matter that he, I'm sorry, it doesn't matter that he didn't physically do anything. It's the fact that... It doesn't, doesn't make a bit of difference. That's doesn't right. It doesn't make a bit of difference in my, just in my book, you know, some people might say, well, he really didn't do anything, you know. But it's kind of like, hello, you know, you're looking at websites full of kitty porn, you know. I mean, you know, there's there's a thought process that goes to that. Anyhow, well, we are running a little bit late, and we've got several people holding on the line. So just on tight, folks. Um, Our, I'm going to go ahead and skip the health news. Instead, I am going to put this story on the Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio Facebook page. Um, and it's going to tell you a little bit about where the myth came from. It actually might have come from Julia Child herself. There you go. So go to the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page. Click on the link there that I just posted. Is there really a five-second rule about food on the floor? And read a little bit about that. Anyhow, let's do this. Let's take a short four-minute break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the Masters Hall of Fame, hopefully talk to some ambassadors, um, our CEO, Hanshi Dan Heck, um, and uh, hopefully some recent and past inductees to the Masters Hall of Fame. So don't go away, folks. We'll be right back after this. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Dear parents, much of what we learn in this world comes directly from you. Whatever your message is, it will become part of us forever. Please teach us to accept one another. Teach us to respect one another. Please, do not fill our minds with hatred. Do not expose us to bigotry. Do not teach us to judge each other by race, religion, orientation, or the color of our skin. Teach us the concept of tolerance. Teach us to understand one another. Teach us to accept people of different cultures and persons with different beliefs than yours. Please help us to create a world where every man, woman, and child is treated equally. Dear parents, please don't teach us words of hate. We learn from you every moment. 
if you use a certain word, which might be hurtful to others, we will repeat that word. Please don't show us acts of hate. If you act against people of different faiths, we will repeat your actions. Dear parents, we are your children, and we are relying on you to help us create a world where every person is tolerant of one another. Inside this little Burbank building, this is the first museum in the world dedicated to martial arts. It, it really reflects on the style and the, the philosophy of each and every different culture. White eyebrow kung fu, monkey kung fu, the animal styles, Shaolin. Talking about the ninja here. Japan had the samurai. Here we go into our Korean section. In fact, every corner of Asia and the Pacific has its own martial art. It'll be an absolute shame if one day you ask a kid and he doesn't know who Bruce Lee is. From the history of the Japanese samurai to the artistry of anime, enjoy a look into Asian culture by visiting the Martial Arts History Museum in Burbank. Hi, this is Frank Duke. This is T.J. Douglas Wong. Hi, this is Kumu Lua, Michelle Manu, and you're listening to Rosita and Bob on the Dynamic Dojo Radio Show. The only place to be to get the real scoop on the real things that are going on in the martial arts world. Do you have an idea for a guest or a topic that you'd like to hear on the Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio Show? If you do... You can email your suggestions and ideas to dynamicdojoradiohost at gmail.com or you can also post it on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. Okay. This is Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio with Rosita and Robert, and we are going to be talking a little bit about the Masters Hall of Fame, uh, the organization itself, and hopefully get to talk to some of the ambassadors to the Masters Hall of Fame and past and present inductees to the Hall of Fame. So, um, Dan, Dan Hecht is our CEO of the Masters Hall of Fame, and I'm going to go ahead and bring him back, bring him, bring his mic on, but I want to have Bob introduce our illustrious CEO before I bring up his mic. I thought you just did that. <laughs> well, I just said he was illustrious, but you get to... <laughs> Oh, okay, I got it. Well, yeah. Dan Heck, like you said, is our CEO uh, and has had control since 2006, and I met him in 2007 when uh, Greg Woldridge was inducted. You know, and the funny thing is, I have been to every Masters Hall of Fame since 2007. This was like my 10th one. Uh, I was there when Greg got inducted, then I was inducted, and then I've been an ambassador ever since. And so let's bring up our illustrious CEO of the Masters Hall of Fame, Daniel Hecht. Hey, Hunchy Dan, how you doing? Hi, Rusty. Uh, oh. I hope I am a suitable replacement. You are a beautiful re- uh, replacement. This is Dana Hess, the illustrious it's wife Dana. of our CEO. <laughs> Dana. Dana asked me to call in for him. Right on. Very cool. Our, uh, the illustrious wife of Hunchy Dan Hess. Hello. How you doing? I am very good. How are you two? 
we're doing good. We're really excited to talk a little bit about the, the San Antonio Master Hall of Fame Awards and to talk a little bit about uh, the next, the second one in Columbus, Ohio. That's next week, isn't it? Yeah, next week. It is. This yeah, week getting Saturday. pretty close. Yeah, getting pretty close. And uh, excited to talk a little bit about the organization as well. So, okay. um, yeah, so for our listeners, the most recent Masters Hall of Fame happened June 4th in San Antonio, and uh, it, it went swimmingly well, I thought. Uh, what, what would you say about that, Dana? Well, um, I would say that it went very well, especially for uh, the extra planning that it took because we did it from Ohio. Um, And I will say that I received uh, quite a few compliments. People came up and told me um, that Frank did a fantastic job. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, People came up and told me how great the food was, um, the event. (laughs) I I received a lot of compliments. And also, uh, I watched a few of the interviews, Mm -hmm. and I thought Lisa did wonderful Mm-hmm. so I really enjoyed those yeah Lisa did a great job you know I only got one concern about about the seating apparently somebody like came to me they just like came to me or Bob did they no they came to me first and then I'm like Bob what do we do because <laughs> like apparently somebody brought like a whole buttload of people and we didn't know about it, so there was not enough seating. And I was like, uh, what do we do? <laughs> but you know, that was it. I haven't, yeah, I haven't quite um, found out what happened yet for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do know that um, because some of the nominees were nominated by non-ambassadors, I needed to assign oh. them to ambassadors. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they were sitting at, you know, some of them sat at tables that were labeled with ambassadors' names. So I don't, I don't know if that may have had something to do with it. You know, I or think the I hotels think it just didn't put out enough tables. Yeah, uh, I think that might have had something to do with it. Although I did somehow, I don't know how it happened. Somehow, uh, a staff person came out with like two extra tables and, you know, mm-hmm. and the tablecloth and stuff. So everyone was hunky dory. And I was like, oh, well, that was the only thing. You know, I got, I, I heard a lot of compliments about it too. So did Bob, right, Bob? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, especially so, the food. Yes, the food. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was, that was incredible. Absolutely incredible. My goodness. I was pretty happy with I, those hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> the ribeye? Yeah, that was good. I didn't have ribeye. Mm-hmm. No, you did not. I, I I knew that. Yeah, but what I had was absolutely delicious. Oh, it was nice. like a like a vegan uh, enchilada. Ooh, very good. That does sound that does sound great. But yeah, so mm-hmm. the food and the the well the ambiance too, right? I mean, you know, the the ballroom at the Hilton and everybody being in tuxes and and gowns and stuff like that. I mean, it's always, it's always such a, a great, um, elegant event. And that's what really attracted me to the martial arts, to the martial arts, to the Masters Hall of Fame, 
Because, like, when, when Bob, I don't know if you heard the story, Dana, but when Bob nominated me, I thought he, I thought it was a joke, and I thought he was a troll. <laughs> <laughs> and now she only thinks it was a joke. She still thinks I'm a troll. <laughs> I was like, you've got to be kidding. I was like, yeah, 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 right, right, right. You know what I mean? And, um, mm-hmm. you know, and I had, I had heard about the Masters Hall of Fame, and, you know, in the past I was like, oh, wouldn't that be cool, right? And then, you know, mm-hmm. here's this guy that contacts me out of nowhere. I don't even know how, how you got on my friends list, Bob. I have no idea. But, but then he contacts me and, like, nominates me. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And then I go to my first one, which was in Anaheim. And I was completely blown away. Completely blown away with the professionalism and the, and the elegance of the event. And, the, and, and just the, the way that... The, the event like focused on the inductees you know what I mean mm-hmm. it was it was it was totally awesome so yeah so you're not going to be getting rid of me anytime soon <laughs> yeah someone called me uh yesterday and said an inductee or an alumni now and mm-hmm. said that they had been um inducted into quite a few different halls of fame for martial mm-hmm. arts, and that this one was by far the best, um, most elegant, just, it was head and shoulders wow. above the rest. And I don't know which ones he's you know, been inducted into besides this one, but I will accept that compliment. <laughs> yes, <laughs> definitely, definitely. And that's, you know, the, the, what I experienced in Anaheim in 2011 is exactly what everyone else is is uh, experiencing, you know, tuxes and stuff like that. Just very, you know, just a very formal, elegant, uh, professional event. Um, and unless, you know, now nowadays, unless you know, people see me or Bob running around like chickens with our heads cut off, you would never know that you know there's stuff you know still going on on you know in the background to make that event memorable for everyone. Let's not talk about the background stuff. No, we're not. We're not. We are not talking about the background (laughs) stuff. We are not. Because, you know, it's, but that's what attracted me to, to it. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is incredible. (laughs) An incredible hall of fame. Just incredible. Now let's, uh, I'm curious though, you know, as to let's kind of back up in years a little bit. Um, can you tell our listeners a little bit about the Mas- the Masters Hall of Fame and how Hanshi Dan be- got to be the CEO of the organization? Mm-hmm, sure. Um, he was inducted, and I- I'm sorry, I do not remember who nominated him. But mm-hmm. at the time, uh, and mm-hmm. I apologize, I don't know his title, uh, but he was the owner. Mm-hmm. So... The next year after Dan was inducted, he decided he wanted to own it. <laughs> so he bought it. Wow. And since then, we've been having an event every year. In 2014, we had two events, the one in Texas, which uh, Jamie Cashin put together. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't even have really anything to do with that one. Uh, but we did have wow. one in California also that same year. Mm-hmm. And so then this year, you know, it's the the – second time that we will be having two in the same year. 
But Dan's whole um, intent was to make the organization um, just kind of tighter, you know, run more tightly, um, make it more elegant. He wanted the mm-hmm. black tie thing and the, you know, it was already catered and stuff, but he, he just wanted to bring it up a notch. Mm-hmm. You know, it was all good. He wanted to improve it. So he and I have been working on that um, ever since. And, you know, every year or every event, I learned something new about how to be more effective and put things together better. So that's all that background stuff that we won't talk about. But yeah. it is a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And I must say, I did not know that you and Bob have not known each other forever. I thought nope. you did. No, no, no. No. Not, I, I had no idea who he was until like, February of 2011, he got a hold of me, or January, I don't remember. It was like the beginning of the year. And uh, he, he, you emailed me. That's right. You emailed me. And you, and it's funny how, how it happened, because normally on my phone, I, I go to my email and I just, you know, start clicking off things that I'm going to delete that doesn't apply to me. If it's not a bill or someone wanting classes at my studio I'll just delete it right and I almost deleted it Uh, I think I accidentally like hit it with my thumb and it opened and there's this message from Bob and I was like well wait 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 so I I responded to Bob's email and I and I I said is this a joke (laughs) (laughs) and Robert wrote back this most certainly is not a joke you know, I'd like to nominate you for the Masters Hall of Fame. And I was like, what? You know, which was funny because, you know, just like a few months earlier, I was like, oh, yeah, I, I came across something about the Masters Hall of Fame. And, and like I said, I'd heard about it before. And I'm like, oh, wouldn't that be cool? That looks like that looks like a fun time. And then here's Bob. <laughs> hmm. I was like, oh, that's funny. That's but since then, um, you know, we just got to know each other, started doing the show together and just boom. Yeah. And it, and it does seem like in a past life, we actually fought side by side in a war or something like that. You know, I mean, he's right. serious. He's like, he's like a brother to me. And it's like, you know, if mm-hmm. I want someone to have my back, it's going to be Bob. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, so Bob, like thank I'm you very much. <laughs> thank you very much for uh, bringing Rusty in because you guys are a very large part of the back, backbone of the organization. Um, I, I don't know if I've ever told you guys how much you really helped me, and I really appreciate it. Aw, really thank you, Dana. Aww. Aww. I'm like shuffling my feet. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> Aw. You know, so David Dye retired last year. Oh, right. Mm-hmm was um that was another uh missing part of the puzzle now. Um mm-hmm. he did a lot organization also. So right. We didn't have that that assistance yeah. But fortunately I did watch most of what he did and uh, interacted mm-hmm. with him quite so you know I was able to, to have some knowledge on uh the part that he that he did for us. But very cool. Some, 
Yes. Yeah. She was still Definitely. in, but um, he's moved on to other things. Yes, he will definitely be missed. It's uh, It was kind of weird not seeing him in his tux this year. I was like, where? Oh, that's right. He's not here. <laughs> I, yeah. like, oh. I, thought, I thought it was kind of weird not seeing him setting out trophies. Yes. Yeah. You know, the work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You'll be missed, Soke. You'll be missed, definitely. All right. Well, why don't we do this? We have someone holding. Um, so let's go ahead and take this call. Area code 304. You're on Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio. Who's this? Hey, Rosita. How's it going, guys? Hey, it is hey, Justin. Justin Harvey. Justin Harvey of the Justin, oh, Justin. Harvey. Yeah, the, this is the host of the Justin Harvey Show, also here on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, Justin. How you doing today? I'm doing good, dear. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty good. We've got me and Bob and uh, Dana joining us. So, Hi, well, Justin. since you're... Say that again. I'm sorry, dear. I couldn't hear the last part I... you said. I said, hi, Justin. Dana. Oh, hey, Dana. How are you, sweetheart? Good. Thank you. Thank you. Right on. Well, Justin is a recent into the Masters Hall of Fame as of this year at the San Antonio event. Congratulations, Justin. And uh, I just want to, since you're on the line and a new inductee, uh, what were your, what were your, uh, what are your thoughts on the experience that you had at the Masters Hall of Fame this year? Well, I got to say it was amazing. It was almost like heaven because I will say this, I believe I've almost started a trend because I believe that the Masters Hall of Fame is going to have to have a screening for the red carpet because uh, many other grandmasters will probably want to be in a wheelchair like me after they see my interview with Lisa King. And, <laughs> and the reason is she ended up having to sit on my lap to get the angles right. So they'll probably have to have a screening. <laughs> <laughs> Just to do the yeah, interview. Last year I sat on her lap during the interview. Yeah. <laughs> that, that would have been a good idea, but either way it works. But but like I like I said, Dana, you're probably gonna have to have some sort of testing because many grandmasters are gonna be like I'm in a wheelchair. I'm disabled. You know, Lisa King <laughs> sit on my lap for the interview. So. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a yeah. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Every, all of a sudden, everyone's gonna break their break their back in the dojo or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like just to get just to get an interview with either Lisa or Michelle Manu or whoever else. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's that's hilarious. But what did what did what did you think about the uh, the like earlier we were talking about the ambiance, you know, the atmosphere of the of the event, uh, you know, as a po- you know, outside of the red carpet and stuff like that. What are your thoughts mm-hmm. on that? Like the food, you know, I, stuff like you that. You know, I, I, I thought the food was great, but I wanted to mention, Rusty, that uh, one thing that I did notice, everybody mm-hmm. was so polite and there was no egos. We all came together as one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
China. I really enjoyed that because I had several grandmasters walk up to me and say, you know, can I please have a picture with you? And I'm like, yeah, that's no problem. I mean, I've never ran into a place to where people are just so kind and genuine. It was great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's, I didn't you want know, it to end. Right. <laughs> right. You know, it's like, you know, I've, you know, I, that's another thing that attracted me to the, Ma- the Masters Hall of Fame is that, you know, when, when I came to my first one, I came by myself and I knew nobody. I didn't even know what Bob looked like. I had to like, all I had was a Facebook picture to go on and uh, mm-hmm. I found him. And by the time I left about three hours later, it was like, I knew everybody. <laughs> and that was that was, you know, the, the, the pivotal point about, about that experience. And I knew that this organization was the organization that I wanted to be a member of for life, mm-hmm. you know, just from that one night. And uh, yeah. it was, it, it was very cool. Very cool. Awesome. And, so and did I, you, and, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Justin. And I wanted to say real quick, Rosita, and I'm not just saying this because I'm on your show, but one of my favorite things at the Masters Hall of Fame was when I got to sit down and talk with you and have dinner with you because That's you right. actually got a glimpse of what my life is really like, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, someone was, happened uh, to assist me and, and everything else. So that was, mm-hmm. I'm glad you got to see that. Yeah, so. yeah, and you know, pardon me for forgetting um, the compan the, the name of the companion that came with you. Is it mm-hmm. his name? Ron, Ron. I was Ron. like Ryan, yeah. Ron, Ryan. I thought it was yeah. Ryan. I don't know. No, you know, it was um, it was really cool. I had uh, gotten in a bit, little bit later than I than I was hoping because of a delay, uh, both in Seattle and in Dallas. <clears throat> and then I get a text from Justin, and he says, "Where are you at?" Um, and I, and I was just so freaking tired. So I'm like, I, I just got to take a nap <laughs> real quick. Let me just take a quick nap and let's meet for dinner. And when I was all done, we texted each other, came downstairs and boom, there he was. And it was like, I already knew who you were. It was like, I've known you for a few years already. And we had dinner, yeah. um, and it was, it was a blast. And then Grandmaster Daryl. Um, and uh, Grandmaster John Bain joined us as well, and that just made for a beautiful Friday night. And it was it was it was just incredible to 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 sit with all of you and have dinner and to spend time with you guys the next the next evening. It was it was a blast, <laughs> just a blast. And yeah. I'm glad that yeah. you had a blast too. <laughs> I'm really glad about that. Yeah, so Very that, that cool. was that was one of the best things in the world because I'll, I'll never forget it as long as I'm living, as long as I'm breathing, that's, that's always going to be one of my best memories. So. Very cool. You know, you know, Rusty, um, Justin and I communicated quite a bit before the event by email. And I think Uh a couple of times on the phone. And then um, I was walking through the hotel you know, back and forth from the banquet room and everything. And I saw him and I knew it was him. And it was, I felt like I was greeting an old friend. And mm-hmm. I never met him before. But mm-hmm. it was so nice. I really enjoyed meeting you, Justin. 
And I mean, there's there's lots of people, you know, that I meet because I, I'm always mm-hmm. communicating with them. But it was like I knew that was Justin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it well, was just the like, honor was on my like end. I really enjoyed meeting you as well. So. Thank you. Right on. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. that is one of the yeah. things that I really like to communicate in the preparation with all these different people that I don't know. And then I'm communicating with people I do know and ones I haven't communicated with in a long time. And then I get to go and actually meet them. And it's like mm-hmm. I'm making friends. And then, um, you know, there was a guy from Germany and I got to meet him and, you know, that's really cool because I never go anywhere or, you know, like out of country. So I really like that. So, God, man, if my wife would have said that, that would have been a direct shot at me. You never take me anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I said out of the country. We just came back. We just got back from Texas. We stayed. Yeah, what, what? Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, so wow. I can't say Good. that Dan never takes me anywhere. <laughs> so, do well, you want to talk a little bit, Dana, about next week, though? Because some things may have changed, you know, with uh, the uh, MC losing his father yesterday, which is very tragic. Um, nothing has changed with the event itself. Okay. Um, I don't, oh, you know, um, I do have one inductee coming uh, in from out of the country, but he, actually, he's here already. Um, He does a lot of traveling, and he was already going to be, or not before the event, but he uh, made plans to come out sooner because he has some other things he could do, and he's actually going to stay later also. So um, other than that, uh, everybody is, there's a lot of local people actually in Ohio, which is, is very handy. Uh, uh-huh. You know, they don't have to worry about rooms or staying for more than one night. And mm-hmm. then um, there are some people coming from out of state. Uh, but I think most of the people are actually in the state of Ohio. A few from Michigan, but pretty close. Everybody's pretty close this time. Cool. Yeah, but uh, Very it, cool. it should be, I'm expecting it to be um, just as good an event as all the rest of them have been. Um, very deserving martial artists, just like all the rest of them. And you know, nice hotels. I think this is the first time that it will be in a Sheraton since we've mm-hmm. done it. Um, but we will actually be using a Hilton also. Because the Sheraton was full, so we have some additional rooms at a Hilton that's not too far away, and we're providing a shuttle. So that's probably uh, like the only thing that's going to be different. Very cool. All right. Well, you know, I just got a message that our CEO is actually on the line with us right now. I was wondering who that number was. So let us bring up the microphone of Hunchy Daniel Heck, the CEO of the Masters Hall of Fame. Hunchy Dan, how you doing today? I'm great. I'm great, Rusty. How are you? Really good. Oh, doing well. We've got 
We've got everybody on the line. Well, not everyone, not yet. We're going to bring on another mic here in a little bit, but it is so good to hear from you. And since we are talking about the Ohio event, um, Bob and I are wondering if you have uh, anything to add about the upcoming Ohio event. Um, not yet, but I did want to say hi to Justin. Uh, Justin, it was great to have you at the event if you're still on the line. Um, it was, Texas was a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, event. Um, in Ohio, it's it's just, it's going to be just as nice. Uh, you know, we're we're we have uh, Alan Goldberg coming in from uh, Atlantic City to be the keynote speaker, and uh, you know, it's it's just really nice to have people that support the Masters Hall of Fame from other organizations, right? So mm-hmm. other martial arts recognition organizations like Alan's. Uh, Martial Arts Weekend. Uh, he's going to be our keynote speaker, and I just really appreciate the level of uh, respect we get from from others in our industry uh, mm-hmm. for what we're trying to do. And really, it, it, you guys, you and, and uh, Robert, uh, Bob Deal here are uh, you know the reason the Masters Hall of Fame. People like you are the reason uh, the Masters Hall of Fame is as successful as we we are. I mean, it, you guys, you guys do so much for the organization that you probably don't even realize, but just your, your uh, mentorship with other martial artists, your, the way you talk about the masters is exactly the way I envisioned the masters hall of fame. When I took it over is to make it a uh, organization that is about the martial arts, not about an individual. It's about the, about the, the martial arts by recognizing individual achievement. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's about the individual, uh, it's about the, the martial arts industry and how we recognize each other. Um, you guys do so much in that area. I mean, this, this radio show alone, uh, I can't say how many times that I've been on the show and you're talking about the Masters Hall of Fame or somebody from the Masters Hall of Fame is on this show. So mm-hmm. I, I want to thank you for that. It is our pleasure, Hanchi. Now, speaking of, of uh, people that make up the backbone, of the Masters Hall of Fame, we have one of uh, one of the new ambassadors as of this year on the line with us, and I'd like to bring up his mic. We have Grandmaster Daryl Sargent on the line with us. Hey, Grandmaster Daryl, how are you doing today, man? Um, well, blessings to each and every one. How was everybody? Awesome. We're doing great. I got great. Dana and I are both on the line. Wonderful. Hello, Dana. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. Let me apologize to you, too. I got your email that you sent me late, and so whatever you needed, uh, I apologize. Um, I didn't get it until after the event. So I gave you my phone number in the in the new email, and just feel free to contact me anytime if you need anything. Okay, great, great. Thank you. Right on. Well, Grandmaster Daryl, oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> well, I just wanted to greet. I wanted to greet uh, Hanchi, Hanchi, and and tell him uh, hello and thank you for having me at the event. It was wonderful. Well, we're glad to have you. I mean, bringing new ambassadors on. I'm um, being an ambassador is is a lot of responsibility and a lot of effort goes on in your part. Um, it's just to be a part of an organization like this and having that, having the character and. Uh, of someone like yourself being a part of our organization is, is uh, uh, 
great benefit to me and a great benefit to the organization. So thank you for all the work mm-hmm. you did. Thank you. Thank you. Right on. So, Brother Daryl, it is your first year as of this year uh, to nominate and induct um, candidates for the Masters Hall of Fame. Um, can you tell our listeners a little bit about uh, about your experience in, in getting to nominate people and your, your experience as coming in as alumni and an ambassador uh, to this year's event instead of being an inductee? Oh, for me, it was like an honor and truly a blessing because it allowed me to honor those who have come before who laid the foundation uh, for the martial arts uh, in uh-huh. in America. And so I had the opportunity to uh, induct uh, Soki Chakazulu, who, uh-huh. you know, is a wow. legend, yeah. uh, uh-huh. legend in the martial arts. He, he's one of my teachers. And... Uh, he lives there in San Antonio, him and his wife. Mm-hmm. And so uh, also I had the opportunity to bring in my my teacher as a young man, as a teenager. Uh, and he was one of the, ranked as one of the top people on the East Coast through the late 60s and 70s. And a few other people uh, that uh, Hanchi, uh, that uh, Concho Bain uh, asked mm-hmm. me to uh, to bring in. So for me, it was truly an honor and a blessing to be able to honor those people who deserve that honor. I'm very mm-hmm. mindful of any of the Hall of Fames. I really don't do them, as you know. I, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't do them because I, I feel for myself. I'm not. I'm not really at that point. But I accepted it because of you. So um, to be able to honor those who I truly feel are deserving and who deserve that recognition for their contributions, for their work, and for their, for all that they have done for the martial arts to make it what it is. Truly, mm-hmm. it's my honor, and I hope that I can continue to bring on, uh, you know, those the, the level of, of those seniors uh, mm-hmm. in, in the future. Yeah, that's, that's great. I mean, that's perfectly put. Uh, uh, bringing up the, recognizing the, the legends of our, of our history. It's phenomenal. And, you know, you mentioned other organizations out there. There's other organizations. We all know there's other organizations out there. But, you know, we try to be a professional organization, you know, not to criticize other organizations for what they do. And uh, they do what they do. But our organization stands behind our our induction process and the people that we bring on. And yourself is an example. You know, the level of... uh, the level of, I want to say talent, but it's the wrong word, but the the level of martial artists that you brought to uh, mm-hmm. the Masters Hall of Fame this year was phenomenal. And that's not just you. That's just about everybody that brings comes to the Masters Hall of Fame. There's you know, The process of nominating and vetting, you know, the, from the ambassadors, you know, they t- our ambassadors take that very seriously because it is their reputation as well as the Masters exactly. Hall of Fame reputation. That, that we're dealing with. You know, my, my goal is 100 years from now, the Masters Hall of Fame will be going on strong, and, you know, we will be laying a found, uh, foundation for what this organization is going to be like for the next 100 years. Mm-hmm. So I, my work, my, it's the work you guys are doing. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for the opportunity and for the honor of being able to 
to, you know, just give back a little bit to those who truly deserve it, those who, who really laid the foundation for the martial arts in America. And mm-hmm. so there's many more that I've been blessed to work with. Uh, I have to get with, you know, where we're theater sometimes to find out who's been already in and who's not in. But uh, hopefully I'll, <laughs> I'll be able to continue that uh, going on into the future. And, and hopefully with the change that, that is going to be happening, that uh, things will, you know, you will still be able to, to nominate those people. Mm-hmm. We got some really good stuff coming up in the future. So um, the ink's not dry. We can't talk about it officially. I've, I've mentioned it to a couple people, but I definitely don't want to put it across the radio. But right. uh, we, we've got some really, really, really solid stuff coming up in the in the near future. The stuff that I can talk about is uh, the Association of Masters. We're going to bring that, that recognition process uh, back oh, again. Oh, cool. And it's going cool. to be separate from the Hall of Fame. Uh, mm-hmm. and, it, and, you know, one of the things that uh, I get asked about all the time, you know, is, you know, how do we recognize people that continue after they're inducted, how they continue? And the Association of Masters Leadership Award will be one of those uh, methods where if you are demonstrating leadership in the martial arts, you can get that recognition yearly if you would like. I'd like to do it in three different states, uh, Ohio, of course, because I'm here now, California, because that's where our foundation and base is, and maybe Texas. Mm-hmm. There's, a strong, there's a strong Masters Hall of Fame following in Texas, mm-hmm. um, and, I, and we may end up doing an international event. We are uh, definitely looking uh, to go abroad, and we're receiving uh, several different venues, uh, recommendations for venues, and I I'm, haven't pulled the trigger on it yet because we've got to get the logistics worked out. It's, it's hard to do when you're in country. I can, can't imagine the logistics of uh, pulling an event off like this when you're abroad. So right. Uh, right. that's something we can do right. in the next couple of years, I believe is Germany or, or uh, someplace in South America. Um, you know, it's Mexico is uh, Mexico city has been brought to my attention as a place. Uh, Venezuela has been brought to my attention as a place, and both of them want us. Um, in Germany, there's a, a group in Germany that uh, I met with at in Texas that mm-hmm. came to the Masters Hall of Fame this year to um, recommendation of Colonel Curry, who was my old boss in the Air Force, is also a, also an eighth degree black belt. Uh, he was inducted years ago, and uh, we blew him away. And uh, you know, he he has a strong organization in, in Germany and he wanted us to go, he wants us to go there. And uh my respect for Colonel oh. Curry, that's probably gonna happen. But we still gotta put, you know, the foundation in place and make sure that uh you know the same quality of events can occur mm-hmm. in Europe that it occurs in the United States. I mean it's not right. uh it's it's not the easiest thing in the world to do. Uh you know, we we flew in people this year for our PR, you know, we just don't leave PR up, up to uh, a phone call. I brought in David Kamatoy. Um, so those things are all going to be taken into consideration. And uh, it's all, all a, you know, a negotiation. And, and, and I don't know what I'm looking for here. It's just very challenging sometimes to bring in the right people to the right thing. So when you find the mm-hmm. right people, you keep them, right? So, right. Uh, yeah, we're real happy with David Cameron. Did you guys see that? Were you in the in the room when they did the the promo of the uh, TV show? Isn't that going to be great? That's gonna yeah, that's gonna be cool. I mean, I saw the I saw the promo, yeah. 
And uh, and I was yeah. And and when they did the promo, uh, I was looking around and people were like, "Holy crap!" <laughs> yeah, I I mean I'm we've been talking about this for two years, right? Oh, I'm not. Yeah, I'm really excited, right? So we've been talking about this for two years, and and David's put it together, and Scott, he is now part of a, a Channel Seven in San Diego. He he has ownership in it, or you know, he is connected to it somehow. I am not quite sure how that connection is. Either he's running content, but we're putting stuff together for that TV station. But once we get aired, you know, there's there's no limitations what we can do, right? Really, no wow. limitations. Right. So I, I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, just being aired in San Diego is going to be a huge win for us uh, mm-hmm. at the Masters Hall thing. Uh, yes. And then maybe goes goes further. Monster is uh, supporting us still, and I and I very grateful to Monster and Hilton. Uh, you know, one of our one of our vice presidents, Herman Hernandez, uh, trains Hilton, the president of uh, Monster. He's his personal wow. trainer. And yeah, I mean. That's a that's a great, you know, it, it goes to the depth of our organization. So uh, having Monster on board and having Geneva Coffee on board, who also grew up with Herman, uh, you know, he, he just brings so much to the table when, when we talk about uh, the Masters Hall of Fame. But bringing those sponsors on is going to be huge. Next year, mm-hmm. hopefully, I'll, I'll announce it on your radio first, okay? Promise. Okay. But when we have this next event, when I get the contract in, we will announce it uh, publicly. We've announced it. We've told people about it, but not public, publicly mm-hmm. uh, in the public. But once I get to contracting, I'll announce it on your show. But, uh, you know, Monster's going to play a huge role in that as well. So very cool. excited about the future. Yeah. <laughs> How cool is that? You know, we, now I've got to find a, a keynote speaker for the gravitas of next year's event. You know, I mean, oh. all of our keynote speakers have been phenomenal. Uh, yeah. You know, but we, I'm still looking for a another keynote speaker for next year. So, you know, we'll be talking about that in a conference call here in the next couple of weeks. Very cool. Very cool. So, yeah. Dan, tell us about tell us more about next week week's event. Uh, uh, things happening. You know, Dan announced. You know, Gary, sure. Gold, you know, Alan Goldberg is going to be there, the keynote speaker. What else is happening? And as I don't know if Dan caught the comment. But has anything changed in lieu of uh, Greg's father passing? I have not heard from Greg. I haven't talked to Greg about his father's issues. I tried briefly on social media. But I think Dana told you we, we got home last night after a 24-hour trek across the United States. We drove back from Texas. Um, so I haven't, haven't talked to Greg, uh, but I'm gonna read, I didn't know that his father passed. I seen a picture of said this is my father and I, and I, and I, that's all I saw. I didn't go any further because I've been trying to catch up with some other things. But um, thanks for letting me know. I'll call Greg. But I'm, I'm still. He hasn't reached out to me saying he's not going to be here. Okay, good. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to hold him. You know, you know I'm, I'm gonna let him grieve. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm probably not the first thing out of mind right now. Right, so yeah. I'm gonna, right. I'll probably reach out to him tomorrow and, and say hi. Then um, you know I'm gonna let him grieve. Um, what is going on? What's great things that are that are going on is we have seminars. Mark Shuey called me this last weekend. He has a family emergency, so he will not be at the 
the Masters this year, and he was going to do one of our seminars. But we have uh, Bob White, we have Robert Parham, and we have uh, Dan the B-Severn all doing seminars. So I'm just going to give them a little more time. And, uh, you know, it'll be great. The seminars will be great. Um, The event is going to, you know, we're going to recognize some of the great leaders over here in the Midwest. Uh, uh, Michael Munoz is, uh, you know, an Air Force, retired Air Force Master Sergeant and a great Taekwondo practitioner. He's one of our alumnus, a great guy. Uh, It's funny, we all travel in these small packs. He trained with Robert Parham, who's one of my dojo brothers when they were stationed together in Missouri. Small world. Oh, wow. Right? Okay. Wow. Small world. Yeah. And yeah. then, uh, you know, I'm in Texas. I'm with my first black belt. You know, he comes to all, all my events, you know, when we're in Texas. And that's uh, Ken Herford. He was my first black belt. His senior, one of his senior students, when he transferred from Edwards, went to L.A. Air Force Base and trained with Doc Jones, who is Parham Sensei. Wow. Yeah, I'm just like, man, where are all these wow. connections? Wow. You know, it's just, just weird, weird connections, right? So, you know, we're all connected. And the other, you know, another real weird one was uh, Chuck Liddell. Chuck Liddell trained with my sensei. Wow. Up in, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, when Chuck came to the event, we're talking, and he said, yeah. You know, next thing I know, we're talking about sensei, and I'm like, you know, Oh, Sensei Sanchez goes, yeah, yeah, he used to train with us up in uh, 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 San Luis Obispo. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I threw my first kicks and pads with him. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my gosh. So, wow. yeah, just really weird. Now, how, uh, people are so interconnected in this community. It's, it's just great. But the, the event is going to be phenomenal. Uh, I'm really happy with the, the groups. I'm I'm waiting on, I found a Tyco Drummer group out here. I'm waiting on a contract from them. I haven't received it yet. But, uh, you know, we've talked on the phone, and I'm waiting to get a contract from them so I can secure that contract. But there'll be entertainment. Uh, we're going to do some of the same stuff we did in Texas with uh, high, uh, showcasing some of uh, the movies that were, or the, the Masters Hall of Fame alumni are, are produced or are acting in. Um, we're just going to do a lot of neat stuff. And, of course, recognize the next class of the 2016 class of uh, inductees in Ohio. So it would be a really nice event. You know, it was weird, Dan. Last week you had showed Clark Tang's video from his YouTube yep. channel. And yeah, I love that video. Rusty and I were, like, all over the place because <laughs> we took them bowling. When we inducted these guys, we took them bowling. We took them out to dinner. I know. We were all over the place yep. with them, and we had pictures from them. It was great. Mm-hmm. And those nobody in the history of the organization has ever done that before, which was really cool. No. Those are the intangibles that people like yourself get. This is about relationships. This is a, it's, no, it's not about the trophy you put on your wall or the plaque you put on your wall, the trophy you put in your, your, in your cabinet. This is about the relationships, these long-lasting relationships that we continue to, to have. I mean, I've known you now. I can't even count the years I've known. I don't know. It's been five, ten, ten years, something like that. It's been ten years. And, yeah. Yeah. And Rusty's been, I think, seven or eight. Uh, mm. Yeah, it's just, just five, great. six. <laughs> Has it been five? <laughs> yeah, well, I think we it's five. A lot, so. Yeah, we do. Has it been five? <laughs> you know, we have on your radio show. You've been on my radio show. Uh, we see each other at, at uh, different events. You know, it, it's just, 
the relationships are great. You know, being involved. Well, they were, with, Dan, re- remember last year when Rusty and I took all our abductees out to dinner? Yep. That was one of the best times I ever about. had. Yeah. yeah that was that's great. Those relationships are phenomenal. You build those yeah. relationships. I mean, those are, that's, you know, if I could clone ambassadors, I'd clone you two. You Aww. guys do great work. I mean, you, the, the ambassadorship that you show the Masters Hall of Fame, the, the way you speak about this great organization, you know, I couldn't ask for anything better. I mean, there's nothing more that, you, that I can think to. And every time I say you've done more than I can expect anything else, you do something else. It, it just blows me away, the, the, the level of professionalism that you guys bring to the table. And I'm just so pleased about it. Well, I'll, I'll go ahead and say that, you know, and I've, I've, I've said this before, that that first year I was inducted, that, that really clinched it for me. You know, the, the elegance and the level of professionalism and the, and just, you know, and all the tuxes and the tails and the, you know, and the gowns and the, you know, and everything. It was, it, you know, I was like, holy moly, you know, this is, and that's, that's what made it seem like the, you know, kind of like the Academy Awards for, for martial arts. It was, it was that cool. And, uh, and I'd said it before you came on the line that, you know, I knew from that one night that I wanted to be a part of the organization in some way. Um, and I, what an I think honor. That's great. And, you know, I, I really think that's great. I, and it's hard, it's hard to say no to people, right? See, for me, so there's a lot, there's people come in every year, want to do more, want to do something. And there's certain people that you just don't have places for them. Not that they're not great people and we'd love to have them. You know, you, you can only herd cats so much, right? And, you, and right. you've got to be able to to keep the function of the organization. And that's what I love about you and Bob. You guys work together as a team, and it's phenomenal because you stay within the framework of the Masters Hall of Fame. And you, you dance around the sides of it, but it's never taking it out to the left field, right? You're always – you understand the goal of the Masters Hall of Fame and the vision of the Masters Hall of Fame. And you run with it. And I, and I love that about you. I, I mean, I can't say enough about that. You run with it, and it's great. Yeah, but Dan, you know what I told my wife this year, and, and Dana's not on the line anymore. I told my wife, it's not going to be like last year, because last year I was frazzled. I was running around like a chicken with my head cut off, literally. And I, I told my to wife this year. year. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 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 But I, I told my wife this okay. year. <laughs> uh, that's the last time I'll ever say that to you. <laughs> what can I do? I'll give you something to do. All you got to do is ask, right? Here you go. This is a this is a beast. You that, can have yeah. it. that will never come out of my mouth again. <laughs> that will. I will. No. Now you no. understand. <laughs> yeah. What no. I get to every what Dana goes through. Not me. What Dana? Dana goes through every year. <laughs> I well, it was that. funny because this, this year I said to my wife, I said, you know what? It's far away. I am not doing squat this year. That lasted about 10 seconds. 10 minutes. Until, <laughs> da- until Dana saw me. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't even know that you did it. What Dana had to do? Yeah, Dana had me moving stuff around. <laughs> it was funny <laughs> because I told my wife, I'm not doing squat this year. And that didn't work. Yeah. And she looks at me. You she know, said, we, we could, yeah, let me know how that works out when you get back. 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> we couldn't do it without you guys. I'm going to tell that right now. We couldn't do it without the ambassadors. You know what's really funny is uh, uh, when I knew Frank Dukes was going to be a major player in the Masters Hall of Fame was the year that he was inducted. Mm-hmm. You know what he did the year he was inducted? No, Frank's a big name known all over the world. He is a rock star celebrity. He helped me hang banners. Oh, how cool is yeah, that? Yeah, Frank too. Yeah. Helped yeah. me hang banners. So at that time, you know, I said, I'm going to re- develop a relationship with Frank Duke. And I did. You know, Frank and I are very, very good friends because he gets it, right? Mm-hmm. Bob, you get it. Rusty, you get it. Daryl, you get it. You just do. And, you, you know, those, those people that understand what we're doing isn't about me. Well, I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, when we, <laughs> the other person that gets it is Lisa King. Mm-hmm. Lisa had a concussion a couple weeks before, and she was like, Dan, I can't promise you anything. My brain is fried. I had a concussion. I'm like, you'll be fine, Lisa. So she's preparing her. She's like, what do, you know, I need, I need stuff. I said, make it up. I don't have it. I'm busy. You know, just do your thing. I trust you. I love you. Do your thing. So Jane and her worked together to get something done. But I didn't care. I just need to get my stuff done. Then you get their stuff done. It was great. Right. So Lisa emails me and goes, I need your bio. I said, my bio is not important here. <laughs> my bio, <laughs> you know, this isn't about me. You know, when you're introducing Frank, yeah, we, you know, make it about the people that mean something in the organization. Not that I don't. But that, that's not what I'm trying to say. But the people that are recognizing Dr. Bob, for instance. The guy's a legend and, and, you know, a phenomenal martial artist and a legend. Dr. Bob is somebody that I wanted to highlight in the event. Definitely Frank Dukes, he's our keynote speaker. I wanted to highlight him in our event. I did want to talk about me. So I was like, introduce me with a one-sentence introduction. And I I don't want this event to be about the greatness of Dan and Dana. Just don't. It isn't about Mm -hmm. me. It's about the people in our organization. And I'm one person. This event will go on without me. This event will go on without Dana. But it won't go on without people like you. And, uh, you know, that's the whole, I think that's what makes us successful. That was, that's what makes our event truly special, where people recognize us. I mean, the Disney Martial Arts Festival, I, I can go on for days. Uh, mm-hmm. Long Beach International, Disney Martial Arts Festival the new group of people that we're talking to, the group of people that were talking to me before, uh, Europe, Mexico City. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of organizations out there. They're not calling them and asking them to be a part of their events. They're asking us. And there's a reason why, and it's not Dan Hecht. It is the people behind the scenes, the people that make the Masters Hall of Fame successful, and it's people like you. And I, I can't mm-hmm. say that enough, and I won't, I won't stop saying that enough. You know, I won't stop saying that because it is it's so true. And, uh, you know, I, I just appreciate it. I can't – I just appreciate it. You guys do great work. And, Bob? Thank you. And Bob, Bob I'm going to put you to work next year anyway. <laughs> well, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> well, Sorry. You know, if it's going to be where I – Suspect yeah. is going to be absolutely. I'll yeah. be there days early. I may take a week off of work. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to be with so, I'm going to be with Bob if if it's in where I where we suspect it's going to be. I you know I'm there. I'll hang banners. Oh yeah, you're there. Yeah, you're there. Hey, you're going to be there. I know you will be. 
Yeah. Uh, so here, here's the thing: is being transparent, Bob. You know, I, I'm not the easiest guy to work for, uh, and Bob knows that. And I mean, everybody knows that. I, <laughs> but you know, last year, not this year, but last year, when Bob comes through, he came to with a, a problem. I looked at him and said, "You asked for it, fix it." And he turned around and walked away. The look on Bob's face. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Is that not my problem? You asked for this. You asked for this bale of dynamite. Fix it. Oh. I don't care what you do. Fix it. Oh, I forgot so. what Bob was asking about, but yeah, last year was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> and it was like it was somebody that sat know. in somebody else's seat and they yeah, refused something. to leave. Yeah, yeah and I'm yeah. like, this year we had the same thing. But yeah. Ken Herford did the same. You know, he didn't even ask for it. He's just one of my students. I said, I need you to fix this. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so he went over to this this lady that sat down at somebody else's table and says, "Why don't you sit with us?" And they went and sat with Ken and his wife, and uh, uh, they had a great time. You know. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know oh, I'm not. Yeah. I bet Bob was screaming at me when he went home that night, but uh, it was pretty funny. Oh, I, re- I remember because I, I I have very little I patience little when I'm running. <laughs> Yeah, I have very little patience when I'm running. When I'm when I'm task oriented, I'm I'm task oriented. I'm getting stuff done. But that's yeah. that's what makes me successful. What I do, right? So I'm right. I'm ex- successful in the well, in they, my professional career, my academic but, career, and my martial arts career. Right. See, it wasn't the job. It was to do the job I needed to do. I needed a team to do it. Right. That was too much for one person. You asked for you had to take care of it. I would do it. I remember. I oh, I was so screwed. You could have it. I was so screwed. I you <laughs> didn't even kiss me before I got screwed last year. <laughs> Radio. <laughs> so I'm, no. I'm all like trying to stay away from Bob because I didn't want to like. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't want to have to try to, to understand what he was talking about. I'm like, what? But you know, but no, really, Bob. You know, if, if, you know, next, next year, dude, I'm there. So just tell me what to do. I'll do it. And if I see something that needs to get done, I'll tell you and I'll do it myself. Let's get it done, yeah. man. Let's do but, it. Uh, yeah. Next year's going to take a, we're, we're going to change a little bit on how we do things. So we're going to have to, uh, based on the, uh, the level of scrutiny we're going to have, right? So. Uh, and we, we just gotta make sure it's not scrutiny's the wrong word, but there's gonna be people people out there going, What? <laughs> really? <laughs> and uh you know, we just gotta have this event is gonna be a phenomenal event, like all of our events are. It's like it's like a duck on the water, right? You see a duck on the right. water, and he's floating along seamlessly and he looks so graceful or she looks so graceful. Underneath those feet are just going a mile a minute. That's the master soul. Right. right. You know, yep. it looks seamless but we're working hard to make it happen. And, uh, yeah, I, it'll be the same way next year. I hope to hire a staff uh, to help next year. So, yeah, it's an administrative staff. But oh, we'll cool. see what happens. Yeah. We're, uh, that, that'll be something that we'll, we'll work for. And I know Dana will appreciate it. I know I will appreciate it. And everybody else will still have people that are working, uh, for the Masters Hall of Fame to get all these uh, intangibles done. It mm-hmm. just has to be done. Somebody has to do them. I mean, Dana works nonstop the last couple months of the year putting stuff together. 
And, uh, you know, we, it, it really needs to be two or three people. And then Dana needs mm-hmm. to be the uh, checker, right? Somebody to make mm-hmm. sure that the quality control, to make sure the names are correctly spelled. And you know, she can't be all things, all people, uh, like I expect her to do this year. I mean, I, I just wasn't involved because of the, the level of my commitment to my, my current position as the chief. Uh, mm-hmm. I just didn't have it. I didn't have any room. And, you know, that on top of going to the police academy and working on a doctorate, you know, it's just somebody else got to take up the slack and it can't be me. And I, right. I really appreciate Dana Stoneline. I really appreciate all the work she put in and uh, the rest of the team that just filled in the blanks. It's, it's just, you know, it's just a great, great event. Just a great event. Mm-hmm. Can't can compliment everybody enough. Right. And, and in the middle of that, we still were able, able to land a great deal. The first deal that of its kind, I believe, uh, and I'm hoping to be able to announce that in the next 30 or 45 days. I'm pretty excited. It's all, it's all but done, all but inked. The foundation of the work's laid, and it's, it's all but inked. And uh, we just mm-hmm. got to make sure that, uh, that we're able to do the things that we need to be able to do and still maintain a profitable uh, venue and, and meet the meet the challenges that our new partner wants. So, but I'm very, very confident, cool. very confident that it'll happen, and I'm very confident that the confident that the team that we have will be able to uh, meet that uh, meet that new challenge. Because it's going to be challenging, but it's going to be very rewarding. I mean. We're going to set some new expectations for the Astros Hall of Fame for the next decade. Very cool. Very cool. Now let's. Uh, well, Rosie, I think we should go back to uh, Justin and uh, uh, Grandmaster Daryl and see if they have anything about the the events for for Gonchi Dance. See if they have any yeah. any comments, how they liked it, what didn't they like, that sort of thing. And of course, we liked everything, so we can't. We're but we're biased. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember you with... said that if you get another event like last year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah bite me. <laughs> we are on radio. Justin, Justin, what are your, uh, yeah. do you have any comments or uh, uh, anything like that uh, about the event for Hanshi Dan? Uh, actually, actually, I do, actually. Um, I thought the event was great, Dan, and if there's anything that I can do radio promotion-wise to assist you, uh, please let me know. And as I was stating earlier, um, uh, Lisa King had to sit on my lap for the interview, so there's going to be a lot of shows, uh, grandmasters, and they're going to try to... Uh, say that they're disabled, so you might have to have, like, some sort of training <laughs> test for that, so. Yeah, I, I know that, I know that, uh, uh, other people will be telling Lisa that they, they have, they need to sit down to do the interview yeah. in the future. Yes, so absolutely. I'll let her know. I'll let her know. I mean, actually, <laughs> okay. the workhorse of the Masters Hall of Fame this year, besides my dear, lovely wife, was Lisa King. She went from podium to stage, back to I mean, that, that woman doesn't know the word off. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> phenomenal, phenomenal thing. Absolutely. Pretty amazing. 
pretty amazing lady. Well, I, you know, when I walked up there and I saw her at the table, she turned around. I didn't know who she was for a second. She, and she just threw her arms around me. Because last year, I was the one sitting on her <laughs> There's lap. Things. There's worse things. There's worse things. There's worse things. <laughs> oh my goodness All right. How about you Grandmaster Daryl You know I don't see anything That really needs to change To be honest with you It was a beautiful event And I'm really I'm proud to be a part Of the uh, ambassadors I'm proud to be able to We're glad um, to have you well, Thank you very much And be proud to I'm proud to offer The opportunity of induction To uh, those who who have put in the time and put in the work, and you know, I, I also offer that you and Dana can also uh, feel free to you know reach out to me, and I'll be more than happy to uh, assist you in any way that I can. And mm-hmm. uh, don't forget, uh, Hanchi, you know, when you come out here, uh, just give me a holler, and hopefully uh, you'll have time, and we can meet up for lunch or or whatever. Sure. Uh, so Where's out here you know, at? Uh, well, I'm in Oklahoma City. Okay. We drove to Oklahoma. Oh, did you? Oh, man. Yeah. I wish I would have known. But, you know, I know you said you were coming out uh, in the near future. And so uh, when you come out, just let me know, and I'll be happy to to, uh, yeah. to do that with you and, and, you know, get to know you a little bit better as well. But, yes, please and thank you know, you and, and Dana are, are, are very good people, and you, you guys treated me so well. And for that, I, I offer uh, any assistance that I can give to both of you. Uh, Dana uh, has my number in, in uh, uh, an email, and if I need to, I'll make sure that both of you have it again. All right. Perfect. Thank you. We do appreciate your, not just yours, but everybody's. But you, I mean, the phenomenal work that, the ambassadors of this year can't be overstated again. So, but if you ever have any issues and you need to talk to us, that's two way straight. You know, I, I get phone calls every week, a couple times a week from ambassadors uh, that have just wanted to reach out and talk, or they have something they want to uh, uh, discuss. And, you know, I take those phone calls. I mean, Greg calls me probably sometimes once or twice a week. And then other times, it's once or twice a month. You, know, you just never know. But we talk on a regular basis, as long as a lot of us. So we're uh-huh. more than happy to talk and discuss the direction of the Masters Hall of Fame or other venues, for that matter. Uh, it's, uh-huh. People have other ideas. I mean, there's there's an idea out there to do a film festival, a Masters Hall of Fame film festival. Uh, wow. And and we were – it's going to be the Masters Fest, Masters Film Fest. And we're talking about it. I mean, it's it's a big – it's a – it's a big deal to put it on. And I don't know if I have it in me to put on another event uh, besides the Association of Ambassadors, but we might, and that put that together. But that came from one of our ambassadors. That came from, or not ambassadors, one of our inductees. Um, so those things, if you think of things like that, just give us a call and we'll put them, we'll put them through the round table and try to see if we can come up with a business plan to make them work or for something that could improve the way we're, doing things like our nomination process came from an ambassador uh, or an inductee. The, instead of doing it all paper by doing it online, which helps out considerably when we were entering data. Uh, because all that stuff that, that comes in, every every word has to be put into an Excel sheet uh, so mm. we can run 
the stuff that we need to do and do our the mail merge and the letters and you know all that stuff all has to be hand entered into a uh, uh, a system and hopefully next year it won't be Dana and I doing that it'll be uh, um, either a system put in place or our staff that that we're going to hire so mm-hmm. it'll be good stuff very excellent cool. <laughs> very cool now in the last ten minutes that we've got in our uh, broadcast tonight. Um, let's talk a little bit about the the nominees, Hunchy Dan and Dana. Can you tell? Can you both tell us a little bit about the nomination process? What are the prerequisites for nominees and stuff like that? Sure. Well, you know, a lot of that is some of the basic uh, foundation work is they must be 35 years old. We're not inducting 20 year olds or 30 year olds into the Masters Hall of Fame. That is that is a foundation piece. The other the other aspect of it is they have to have contributions to the martial arts, uh, significant contributions to the martial arts. They don't have to be a world champion, right? That's, they don't have to do that. But they they have to. I mean, there's got to be something about them that makes them uh, excellent, right? So mm-hmm. our ambassadors do that work. They they vet the inductee. They make sure that they're uh, they make sure that their criteria uh, meets their the resumes meets their criteria, and make sure that they're you know if they say they're a five-time world karate champion that they're a five-time world karate champion. We you know that that stuff's important to us. Character is important. So if you if you're saying you're one thing and you're not, then uh, you know that that has issues as in our character clause, right? Our mm-hmm. char- character clause. So that, that work's done mostly by the ambassadors. Uh, you know, there's times when the ambassadors will come to me uh, saying, you know, I have, a, I have a question. We nominated this person. Here's some of the things that we found. I want your input. And those mm-hmm. conversations are about 50-50, right? Mm-hmm. Let's, let's find out the circumstances behind it, what was, what was involved, you know, there's a bunch of stuff like that that goes on, and I, I don't want to go into too much detail on it because it's it, mm-hmm. it's you know it's a process, and you know this, everybody's got shadows and or not shadows, but everybody's got uh, um, skeletons in the closet. Up in their, yeah, skeletons in the closet. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Right. So you know, I, I'm not holding someone accountable for something they did when they were 15 years old that may have been really stupid if they've mm-hmm. lived their life. And they you don't have a pattern of stupid, stupidity, then you know, you're not holding those people accountable for that. And they're they're definitely the the type of person we want into the Hall of Fame. But there's others mm-hmm. that their character is a real issue, and they they have had a lot of accomplishments. They could have been kickboxing champions, or or martial artists have then accomplished a great deal, but their character is that issue. Those people mm-hmm. we try to bail. You know, they, the Masters Hall of Fame is a it's a great organization. We are great because we do the things we need to do to vet those people out. And there's times that we find those people after we did our due diligence and vet them out, and then something comes to our attention that we didn't know about. Right. And we have to deal with it, right? So, I mean, there is no, no, no system's ever perfect. But the, the key point here is we do deal with it. Mm-hmm. And we deal with it in a professional and understanding and, and as compassion as we can. And sometimes mm-hmm. there are people that were inducted. It's happened a couple times that were inducted that we had recently the nomination or the induction because they just didn't meet our character clause. 
mm-hmm. right character. And it, and it wasn't a decision Dan Hecht made either. It was a decision made by the senior leaders of the organization mm-hmm. on a uh, on a anonymous. We don't say the name of the martial artist. We say these are the things that are alleged. These are the things that we know about. And I need a yes or no off of that. And, you know, it's happened a couple of times. You know, just just those things do happen. Mm-hmm. Did I answer your question or did I just babble? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Okay. <laughs> Definitely. You have to be 35 years and older. Because <laughs> I've yet to meet a 20-year-old master. <laughs> well, you know, I've oh, met, met lots of them. Of them. <laughs> you, know, yeah. and, you know, here's the, here's the other thing. I mean, there there's always an exception out there where there's a 30-year-old that's done great things in the martial arts or a 33-year-old or a 34-year-old, but they're not 35. And, right. you know, there's everybody that's out there saying, can we make that exception? And it's hard for me to say no. You know, it really mm-hmm. is. But, you know, if I if I say no to a 33-year-old, why don't I say no to a 30-year-old? Or why do I not right. say if if 30 is if 29? Is 20, well, that's definitely too young. Well, yeah. so we move it from 30 to 35 to 30. And, you know, the, we used to, when I first took this organization over, you could be 15. You could be 12 and get inducted into right. the whole thing. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. And it, you didn't change. I didn't change that stuff overnight either, because you know when you you go and establish with an established organization, you make slow and calculated moves. You don't mm-hmm. make wholesale moves. You I lost the whole organization because the mm-hmm. people were already in place were established, and they, you know, they understood their culture of the organization. Uh, I had to make these changes slow with progress, with a, with a definite understanding, and, and talk about our, my 10,000-foot view and pass it along. So now I have, instead of me talking about the vision of the Masters Hall of Fame, I have 40 ambassadors to talk about the mission of, the vision of the Masters Hall of Fame. I hardly mm-hmm. have to talk about it anymore because you guys do such a great job. So not that I don't talk about it, but it's not just me. It's the, everybody's talking the same stuff. Why right. we're special you know, what we do as an organization, why it's different uh-huh. from other organizations. You know, other organizations don't have TV shows. Other organizations aren't asked by Disney to be a part of their, their uh, martial arts, uh, you know, Long Beach International had us a couple times. Those mm-hmm. other organizations don't get those opportunities. And it, it isn't because of my good looks. I can tell you that right now. It's because of the people that are part of this organization. And I now we, now that we do know. <laughs> I do have a face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> now um, can can anybody suggest a, a nominee, or is that primarily an ambassadors only thing? Well, no, uh, we did change it because we were we're getting a lot of con, uh, contact from people that didn't know any of the ambassadors. So now someone mm-hmm. can nominate another person, but I hand it off to an ambassador so they can do the due diligence. Right. right. I, there's no, there's no organizations. I mean, there's no Mickey Mouse is being nominated here. Like, right. And that's happened in other organizations where uh, somebody gets, as long as they pay a fee, they get inducted under any name they want. Right. Um, we're just not doing that. Uh, right. So anyway, yeah, there are people that are that didn't have ambassadors, but I, I signed them an ambassador, and, and they did a a check, or we we did a, a quick check on them and made sure that they were um, the people they say they were. That right. Makes any sense. 
Yeah. And I think it it does have some challenges, though. I mean, because if I gave you a an inductee that you didn't know, right? Right. And I say I need to do the due diligence. You, the people that you are already nominating, you know them pretty much already, and you know their character. And so I'm giving you somebody that you don't know. You have no the first level of character building or character is gone, right? Mm-hmm. Not to mention the the other accomplishments that are needed. So that that is a challenge, and uh, you know I hope to overcome it uh, this next year by building some other safeguards. And I just don't know what there are yet. Mm-hmm. But I do want to be. I want it to be more inclusive. I want other people to know about it, and not just a hand select few of ambassadors um, mm-hmm. that that hold the key to the Masters Hall of Fame. Because there's there's I don't know like twenty million martial artists out there or something like crazy yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and I need to open that. I need to widen that out. Like uh, uh, Grandmaster Plowden. I know him because I've had him uh, on the radio show, on my radio show. He's, mm-hmm. He is a phenomenal guy out here in, in Michigan. Uh, he's going to be in Battle of Atlanta this year, so but next year for sure we'll have him in. But no one can get to him. You know, I, I got to him because of one of the ambassadors. And finally, uh, Professor Bob White it was able to talk to him and share, share his uh, experience with the Masters Hall of Fame. Uh, with him and, and got him interested in coming, and other other great organizations, other great martial artists like that that wouldn't have been, um, wouldn't have known about the Masters Hall of Fame if it wasn't for uh, three minutes, uh, wasn't for uh, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Very cool, awesome. Well, we've got about three minutes, and do uh, Justin or Grandmaster Daryl, do you guys have any? Uh, Last-minute comments? I just want to say to Hunchy Dan Heck, thank you for your hospitality when I was in Texas. It really meant a lot. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. It was good having you. Hey, Rusty? Mm -hmm. I just would like to say to any ambassadors that may be listening that did not attend Texas that I missed you guys. It was a little different not having... My usual group, you know, you kind of, they're kind of broken up. I got some in Texas. I'm going to have some in Ohio. But right. normally I see everybody at the same time. So mm-hmm. I just want to let them know I miss them. Aww. You had us. I did. <laughs> I did have you guys, yes. <laughs> and, and hey, I, I, I tell you when you I can get them. <laughs> it was great seeing you guys. I hadn't seen you in a while. Yeah. Year. And Grandmaster Daryl, any last minute words? Just a quick thank you to to, to Hanji and to Dana for having me. And thank you, Rispita, for uh, kind of nominating me in as ambassador. And so I hope to keep up the high standards and the high standards of the organization. So thank you all. Thank you. All righty. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dana and Hanshi Dan, for joining us and talking about the Masters Hall of Fame. So next week, I think that's Father's Day. Uh, there will not be a show. So um, happy Father's Day. And uh, the following week, I think that's the 25th, uh, keep, keep tuned in because we're going to have our periodic guest 
our periodic guest co-host, Kathy Long, joining us on the 25th. So we'll see everyone on the 25th. Happy Father's Day, everyone. Talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Thanks, Bye-bye. Thanks, Bye-bye. 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 Bye-